What's up, everyone, and welcome to Making the Shift. We're an SLP couple from California with three boys and a passion for finding better ways to support autistic kids. I'm Chris. You might know me as Speech Dude. I'm a neurodivergent high school SLP and the creator of the dynamic assessment of social-emotional learning, and I specialize in crafting neurodiversity-affirming IEPs through my online course. And I'm Jesse, a sensory integration trained SLP, owner of a top rated clinic in Los Angeles, and the creator of the Inside Out Sensory Communication Programs for Parents and Therapists. Join us weekly to learn neurodiversity affirming ways to support social emotional development and regulation in autistic kids. Are you ready to make the shift? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Making the Shift. I'm very excited because joining us today is Melanie Weber, and Melanie is on my Inside Out team, but Teddy is first here with me, and he's making baby goat noises because he wants you to know he's here. He may pop his head up soon, but back to Melanie. So Melanie is a program advisor for our Inside Out Sensory program, and She has been an SLP in Texas, and her kind of guru niche area is all about Gestalt language processing and really how sensory processing affects Gestalt language processors. So today we are super excited to talk to you about how you can help children who are Gestalt language processors become more regulated and you know what are some signs that they may be dysregulated and need some sensory attention oh yeah I'm so excited to be here um I can tell the story of when I realized there was like such a big connection between yeah absolutely so quick like I found gestalt first I think as most SLPs I quickly identified all these kids on my caseload but then I had one kid who the day I finally realized he was a Gestalt processor took us some time, but it was after I like just went completely out of my comfort zone and started doing a bunch of sensory stuff. And it was amazing. Like his mom even said it was literally like a switch was flipped. So this kid was non-speaking and he was, he was like really chill. Like probably the easiest kid ever to like come into your session. But honestly, it was the hardest for me because he would do anything and he just seemed so go with the flow. But then I couldn't really get a feel of like what he liked though. He would do anything I asked him to do, but I I couldn't get like, what did he want to do? And so it was so hard. You know, he wasn't really speaking. It's like one of those things with those kids. It it sounds funny because it sounds like, oh, dream, they'll do anything I want them to right. do. In reality, it's like the type of kid where you're like, but what do you want to do? Like, tell me, let's do it. You know, it's like you want them to be motivated and um, and be able, you know, just I guess that's the best word is you want them to seem more motivated. Absolutely. I wanted to know what was he passionate about? And, you know, his parents said he was pretty shy and I pride myself on building good rapport with kids really quickly. And it wasn't that we didn't have a good rapport, but it just, it, it broke my heart. Cause it, I've heard the opposite of love is not hate. It's apathy. And it really seemed like he could care less to be in my session or not. And it just like really hurt my heart. Cause I pride myself on kids having fun in my therapy sessions. 
I'm thinking of like, oh, I made this dinner for you. How was it? Huh? This is okay. You'd be like devastated. Like, just tell me you love it or you hate it. That's so it's funny. Seriously. Like when you get no reaction, it's worse. It really mm-hmm. is worse. So he was my, of course, my last client of the day, the 4.30. So I'm already like tired. And I was pulling out all the stops and just could not figure out what he liked or wanted. And then I started looking into sensory and he didn't seem to me like a sensory kid. At that point, I had like this very specific view on what a sensory kid was. And he did not strike me as that at all. But then I realized his lack of engagement was because he wasn't regulated. And for him, it was very much withdrawing. Like he just, him going with the flow and doing anything, he just wasn't like fully engaged with me. He was kind of withdrawn, kind of into himself. And so when I started really using sensory strategies specific to him, it was like that day he was a gestalt. Like I knew he was a gestalt processor. He went, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like he went from not uttering a peep. I mean, like not, when I say not speaking, he was quiet the whole session. He made no noise. He didn't even make baby goat noises. He made nothing. And then he was singing full song, super simple song, the whole thing, beginning to end the open shut song. Um, he could, he would just recite the whole thing. And it got to the point where when he wanted to leave, he would tell me and he would go, open, shut, open, shut. And that was him telling me he wanted to open the door and leave. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You can leave. You're like, bye. Yeah. That's so, that's such a good point though, because I think we do have this image in our head of like, what does a dysregulated kid look like? They're bouncing off the walls or they're really emotional or something, but being understimulated is also going to cause a child to be dysregulated. So for him, it sounded like he just needed more stimulation. Like when we talk about filling a kid's cup, we've talked about this in prior episodes. It's like, we needed to fill his cup in order to really be able to see what he had in him. Absolutely. And his mom told me he liked to swing. And I was blessed that I saw him at our clinic. We had a sensory gym and we had a swing, but I realized I was swinging him the way he liked to swing, which was front and back. And it's very calming swinging. So I really wasn't stimulating him even more. I was putting him even more to sleep, like, good night, have a nice little swing. So like the one simple change I did was start swinging him. Our swing was connected to the ceiling. So you could swing like orbitally or like side to side. And even just swinging him this way, it was like, you could just see the spark come alive in his eyes. And it was so wonderful. Cause I'm like, there you are. You're, you do like, you're here. Yay. What are we going to do? And then he would tell me, and it was amazing. I remember, I think I made a song about swinging and very similar to open shut. And it was maybe like two weeks later, his mom came into the session and she was like, we went to the park and he saw the swing and started singing this song about swinging. Like, did you guys do that? And I was like, yes, we did. And I sang it one time, but he, he knew it. Like he was like, okay, that's how I get, you know, swinging. I love to swing. And he was able, I was so fascinated, you know, cause a lot of Gestalt processors, they tend to be almost a little more like situational specific. Like I would have expected him to use it at my swing, but the fact that he used it at a park for a different type of swing was just like so amazing. And he made so much progress so quickly once I got him regulated and once I started using like the Gestalt approach, but I didn't even know when I started with him 
that I needed to be modeling gestalts because he was not speaking at the time. Like he didn't give me any indication he was a gestalt processor. What are like some of the types of things I'm curious you would hear from him then after you were able to start using sensory, get him regulated? Like what did his, what were some of the things he was communicating? He was a singer. So he would sing, everything was a super simple song. Um, we did, so open shut was a big one. If you're happy and you know it, the finger family, but he was, he would do like, we would do like, if you're happy, and you know, it stomp your feet or something. And then we had, Oh, it's been so long since I saw this kid. But I, like I said, I got to see him in a sensory gym. So we had like a slide and a swing. So I would take the songs that he liked and we would make up lyrics related to going down the slide or going down the, or like swinging. And he picked up on it so quickly. Like he was so, which was also amazing looking back how open he was to taking new gestalts also. I'm so glad you just said that. Cause I, the part about making up your own songs, I don't think a lot of people think about that. I think like I've heard therapists so many times say like, oh, well, I don't know a song about getting dressed. And it's like, well, let's make one up, you know? And um, doing that can be such a game changer. Like there were kids where I would too, just everything was a song, mm-hmm. which I also thought was very fun, but I do feel bad for the children. I know. <laughs> I remember one, he was very routine oriented too. So when he was ready to leave, he would either tell me open shut or before that, when he wasn't really speaking as much, he would just go get his shoes. So then we started singing shoes. It's like a cocoa melon thing, you know, shoes, shoes, it's time to get your shoes you know, anything like that. And he would tell me shoes, shoes, it's time to get your shoes. And I'm like, okay, you're, you're ready to leave now. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, time to go. That is so awesome. So just to summarize that for everyone listening or watching, this is a kid you were seeing, how old was he? Did you say? Two and a half. Two and a half. He's a baby. Tiny, tiny little baby. Okay, this was a child who was non-speaking at the time, and Melanie didn't even know he was a GLP, a Gestalt language processor, because he hadn't started speaking yet, or maybe wasn't showing signs yet. I mean, he's he was young, but being able to realize that he was understimulated, he actually needed more stimulation, and then being able to give him that intense those intense movement experiences and intense sensory experiences, essentially what got him regulated, which got him in the place to be able to be using language. Pretty incredible. If you guys want to learn more about Melanie, you can find her on Instagram, Melanie Weber SLP. And she shares a lot of great information on there as well. And Teddy's ready to say goodbye. And then he may be going back to sleep as he's like full stretch mode, scrunch mode happening right here. Well, thank you so much, Melanie. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed today's episode, hit subscribe, write a review, or share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.